Hello and welcome to the Mix Air Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras, trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. All right, people, we bringing you some real funk tonight. I brought my guest back, Malcolm, our former host, and uh, we're going to be bringing you stream or no stream for our boy Lil Uzi Vert and his new project, Red or White. We also got the flavor. So we're going to jump into it straight after we do these uh, social media plugs. And you can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap P.O.D. Again, that's Mix Era Rap Pod. And you can find us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. All right. Check us out on those platforms. We're getting ready to do this live show in, the, in, in this month of August. So uh, you definitely want to be ready for that. All right, Reaper, tell them where they can find you on social media. As always, you can find me across all platforms at the 313 kid. That's T-A-G 313 K-I-D. Instagram, Twitter, WeChat. If you're on that Asia thing, you can send me a message or Mixcloud if you like DJ mixes. All right, that's what's up. We're going to jump straight into it, people. And here's the first song we thought was notable from... uh, Lil Uzi Verse Project Red or White, and that is Flex Up. Had to flex up, got my check up, I'm so special, yeah, yeah. Count your blessings, I'm the next one, ain't no best one, yeah, yeah. I'ma be this way, all the time in a wheelchair. Talking to my friends, can't believe that we still here. You ain't even know I was real. You ain't even know I'm on a pill. Yeah, people, and that was Flex Up by Lil Uzi Vert from his new project, Red and White. We're going to jump into it with our main question that we normally asked. And I want to ask the people, we're going to start off with our guest, Malcolm. What did you think about the production of this project? When you talk about the production for this album, Uzi has better produced songs, singles, and you know projects, either EP or albums. But as long as he stays around, either this type of eight oh eight, you know, uh, backed kind of uh, what else would you would you put behind it? The electric sound, more of the pop rock um, producing, then it's always going to suit him because that's where he flourishes on. But I would always like to hear him on more traditional beats and different samples more often. Uh, just try to switch it up or bring it back to what he originally started out with. But I sound like an old fan right now. so Yeah, I don't really have an issue with the production. To piggyback on what Malcolm was saying, quite a few of these songs sound radio slash club ready or maybe even festival ready like outside people jumping up and down particularly it's a hit as uh, monotonous as the song gets after 60 seconds just the the really tough bass and the yeah yeah is a hit is a hit is a hit i can imagine people like at a festival at coachella or something jumping up and down chanting that over and over and over you know so yeah production wise i don't mind it we talk about some of the beats in the the trap era being a bit redundant 
And while that is true, I will stand on this and say, hip hop has never sounded harder than the production over, over the last, I don't know, maybe five years or so. It's like between trap and drill with the sliding 808s and just like sometimes people just like sitting on the 808 patterns. It's just, if you got a pair of proper, you know, Beats headphones or Bose headphones or whatever headphones you use, it's just crazy to hear that in your ears. And that's what I really like is the bass. So production-wise, yeah, I don't mind it a ton. But uh, Kev, what say you? I'm hit or miss with it. It was certain. Like with this song in particular, you know, I, I did like the change up. It seemed like it was on, on the beat a little bit. It just seemed a little, like you said, you know, uh, very, the bass was a little bit heavier than some of the other songs we do listen to. So I did enjoy that part. I don't know, for some reason, like listening to this album made me think about Youngboy and how, and 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 your point about, you know, um, you can imagine how this song will play at a festival. And I think that, you know, a lot of the videos I see on Uzi is him in concert at these, at these fests all over the country, all over the world, I should say. But it's just the crowd reaction. And, and I always think, I always look, when I look at him, I don't really, you know, think about his music. I just think about the way his fan base is. And, you know, I always talk about the way, you know, NBA Youngboy has this incredible fan base. But, you know, Uzi, you know, Uzi, his fan base is not that far behind. It's like, you know, his fans that really, really love him. They really come out here, they come out and support him. And, and that you know, in that point, and I, and then now I'm saying, think about that point. I'm like, yeah, I could see this album, him playing this album front to back at a live show, and the people going crazy. Oh, yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, okay, I appreciate those words, fellas. Now let's jump into the next song we thought was notable from the project, and that is hitting my shoulders. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Here we go with the uh, Hitting My Shoulders from Lil Uzi Vert and his new project, Red or White. My next question, fellas, he did not have any uh, features to my knowledge on the project. So I want to get into, you know, my thing. Do you feel like he has grown from his last project to this one? Uh, Reaper, your thoughts. Uh, Before we get into that, you said that's what's up. Are you supporting this song or no? (laughs) Of the songs on this project, this would probably be the only song that I would uh, listen to more than once. I was trying to pull up and see what was the last Uzi project. Are we saying uh, the the collab with 
Future is the last one or the last solo one that he did? I mean, he was pretty heavy with the feature uh, on Future's uh, last project or either. You know, I think uh, both of them are legitimate and, um, you know, it's that well worth considering both. That's what I would say. Well, yeah, the, the one with Future was a joint record. I remember not minding the the one with Future. I remember it being a bit repetitive and I didn't see because it was called like Pluto and Baby Pluto, you know, like like Future and Future Junior kind of thing. And I don't know if I picked up that 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 vibe, that inference that Little Uzi is supposed to be a junior future because I don't think they sound alike at all. Like the things they talk about, I mean, I guess are similar, but just bragging and hip hop, you know, but even the beats they pick are different. Their delivery is different. And because uh, even some of the earlier future stuff was harder. He did start whining a bit later. But yeah, I don't I'd never really picked up on that inference. Maybe uh, Uzi was saying he was influenced a lot by future. But like I said, I just remember it being a bit repetitive and me not understanding the link between them two. But um, growth is, is the ultimate question. I'm going to say, nah, not really. But uh, where's our, our resident Uzi fan? Yeah, I was going to let him anchor this one. I was going to jump in next and just say for me, I, I actually say that at least it, when it comes to his uh choice of 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 beats i thought that there was a little bit more growth uh this this album definitely had um i wasn't pushed back by the tone i thought that it wasn't crazy sleepy like some of the stuff that i've you know not saying he does a bunch he does he, he'll throw one or two maybe 80 to 90 bpm songs in there but usually he's hovering in that 75 80 range which which is you know tough for me it's just tough for me to hear and listen to so for me i think there's some growth i don't know you know if it's in the right direction or not as far as the lyrics are concerned but uh overall at least he picked some uh, uh some decent beats uh kev your thoughts i don't i'm a i don't know i'm no because we, we, we sit here and we're like you know growth in between you know the last what maybe two or three albums of his and um i didn't really care for the album with future but then the last i did i don't know for some reason i remember his last solo was was very depressing to me so yeah it was <laughs> i mean so as far as growth as in you know better material yes but just growth as in a better artist i can't I can't give him a yes on that, but um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as depressing as that last solo album of his. So I guess he I can give him a little bit of credit, but I mean he's not you know he's not a real lyrical artist. I don't I I, I wouldn't know what category you would actually put him in. I don't I don't know if you would say he was emo or a trap. Definitely emo. Huh? Definitely definitely emo. I mean, but this album didn't feel that emo to me though. I mean, well, emo doesn't have to mean depression and sad. Yeah. You know, emo is just short for emotional. So yeah, he's definitely got a lot of uh, emotional lyrics on this record, too. 
I mean, yeah, which is true, which is true. But at least he came with a different approach. I am surprised that it wasn't any features on this. Uh, on this, I don't know if it's because it wasn't that long. I am surprised. I also surprised that he doesn't utilize the fact that he's in a relationship with one of the city girls. Like, why they don't have any music together? Which is kind of weird to me. They don't really make the same kind of music, though. Uh, but I think that. I, but I. But I think that you can kind of display something different with a collaboration between those two. I mean, you know, with his e. Like I don't know if I've. I don't know if I've. I mean, city girls have one song that's that was a single that was a little more down tempo but it was still 79 or 80 bbm and it still had a double snare on there i remember so it was just like a slower torque song and then they was trying to bring back the you know the torculator and like the atlanta bass kind of sound so it's either like uzi gonna have to speed up or they gonna have to slow down and make something that's turn up festival music and but i don't think it's hard to slow down i mean with with if i mean if you get this Heavy, heavy bass. But maybe, maybe they don't want. Maybe they don't want to. Which is true. And maybe Uzi don't want. Maybe Uzi don't want to speed up. So, and which is true. Which is true. But I'm. But I am surprised though. I mean, in this day and age of so many artists doing collaborations, to see something where there's no guest feature is somewhat surprising. So, yeah, I'm. I think it works though, man. It. it I mean, it. I think it works in the aspect of it's different. Not different in a bad way, and no, it's not. It, I mean, it's different, but it also lets him it lets him shine on his own. Also, yeah. When I was looking up the uh, the creds, you know, producer and stuff, a couple of people do have it listed as an EP. Some people do, some people don't. But um, EP album, whatever, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's it's just under like thirty one, thirty two minutes. No features. You know, it's just kind of like. And it's not sleepy. You know, it is a bit down tempo, a little bit too slow for me at times. But like it gets in, it sort of does what it wants. It's almost like a, yeah, like a festival setting. Does the music beat drop out? Parts where people clearly going to chant here. They're going to do this. The beat comes back in and he's not depressed. At least the beats, you know, have some feel to him. Some as much movedness as you could have at 65 BPM. But I don't. This may be shocking to you guys, but I don't mind it. There's definitely some things I don't like, but I don't I don't mind this record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what's up. So let's move on to uh, Malcolm and let him anchor this one. Malcolm, your thoughts on his growth over the last two projects to this one? Um, I think I believe the this project compared to his last two you know, the collaboration album. And we discussed it was the one before that, before the Baby Pluto and Pluto album was, do we know the name of that? Eternal uh, a Take, yeah. Uh, Eternal Take, yeah. So that was his secondary. It, he came out with two at once with the, the Eternal Take and Inter... What was the other one? Interval? It was two albums that came out together and then came up with the collab album and then we have this project. And I think that it's been on a steady decline ever since he's re-emerged um, from the EXO tour life coming out of the, the, it was around 2019, 2020, when he came out with his two, uh, his two new projects, or, or in my eyes, the, the most recent quality projects. 
um, other than the collaboration. So definitely want to say could have done a little better, more effort. I don't know if he came out with these songs from, you know, his vault or possibly something he actually put effort into and, and tried to have relevant, but I definitely thought he could have done a little better and shown that he's a more seasoned artist. Um, especially when he's talk when you're talking about he's one of the forerunners, front runners, excuse me, in the um alternative rap kind of space when you're introducing these new artists like Sofigo, Yeet, Destroy Lonely, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can go on all day about the, you know, those those new artists, but Definitely wanted him to have some more growth so he could stay competitive. As we know, uh, the the new artist Yeet is can you know consistently coming out with likable likable songs and tracks. So that's my thoughts on the the growth part of this project. You know what? Since just really quick, I don't need a full uh, you know thesis on it. But tell me what's the appeal on Yeet. I mean, we could have, like you were already, you know, before you asked the question, we could have a conversation all day about that and how we hit the scene and mm-hmm. the trajectories on, et cetera. But the appeal, I guess for me, I can't recall when I started listening to him. I know it was in, in the last two years and it was not something that I found on my own. I was introduced by a colleague of mine. You know, if I get to figuring out which one it was, it'll take me a little while, but I think that Yeet has mastered or figured out a way to reach our younger generation with, you know, quality production and average, average rapping, if you call it rapping. I feel like he's either him or people that he's calls colleagues or peers in the same space right now are going to not only change the trajectory of where we're talking about traditional rap, or what we've got accustomed to in the 2000s to what we're going to see in the 2020s to early 30s, 2030s. I feel like that type of music, we talk about the the production is way more electronic. It sounds like we put more emphasis on the 808s. The artists are speaking less clearly, but also with the same melodic you know, tendencies like we've started to see from our, you know, now we call them forefathers, but like future, they've, they've been in the game, Drake, et cetera, artists that have been in the game with using melody um, in hip hop or, or in rap. So all in all, him, his image, the unknown about how successful or where he traditionally came from, because a lot of people that I speak to that are fans of rap music, don't know about this artist. So that included with, you know, quality production. I mean, I think it's outstanding production. It's timeless for, you know, today's age. I feel, I feel like they're 10 to 15 years, maybe, maybe a little extreme with that, but they're pretty advanced for, you know, what production is coming out of that camp. And that drew me to him, you know, his sound in the, in the, in the, in the production definitely drew me to him. Now, can I say I was initially able to understand every song? No. Is this a completely new artist? No. He has gone through some developmental changes and has changed the sound from some previous projects for the better, in my opinion. 
Okay. Vaguely, sure. Uh, yeah, I have heard some of the songs, and like I said, looking up new stuff, have uh, heard some of his songs, and it seems, yeah, when I get on yeah, Instagram or something like that, there's a lot of people like, oh, man, you got to check out this kid, Yeet. You got to check out this kid, Yeet. And he has a song on the, the Minions soundtrack, and I was just kind of like, huh, I'm really surprised that this made it to Minions. This doesn't really sound like a kid's song, but okay. And uh, But like I said, he, he must be speaking to some kind of people to, to even get that look, you know. So I'm just curious, like, what other people think about him. Cause, and his name is Yeet, like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Yeet. Like, that's a very interesting, it's not even Y-E-A-T. Like, like the verb to yeet, but I think that one is Y-E-E-T. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know what you said. It was a little, I guess, vaguely addressed the appeal part of, you know, the artist. Don't want to get too f- far off from our topic, Lil Uzi, but did I, I guess, I mean, I don't know if you can say that he's the most appealing without, I guess, giving him the, that chance, but I was not all what he he checked off boxes for me initially that made me want to listen to him, you know, more than once. And that was like I said, the beats, his sound, and he's very catchy with his few bars that he does have. And uh the bridge or what do you call it? The the hook of the song. Very catchy and he makes that makes those uh those four, maybe five songs throughout a project very precise when you talk about those those three things to make sure those are the hits and a lot of people that are fans of him i feel like they're not the everyday traditional um hip-hop or rap fan because you would have to understand that hearing the words in the bars what the artist is saying tends to be more important when you are listening to rappers mcs hip-hop artists but you can understand that in today's age, the we're changing. So less emphasis on the words. Make sure it sounds good. Okay, what the beat? What does the beat sound like? All that together. Okay, the marketing. Just because he's on Minions, you can understand is his track being on the soundtrack for the Minions movie, which is a hit. When you talk about blockbuster movies, he obviously has some marketability to him. He is not black. So he's able to tap into the um, non-of-color, non-black realm of fans, <laughs> which support black music in, you know, boatloads. So off the jump, I feel like, oh, we see a person that's, you know, looks like me, a young white male, possibly mixed. He is mixed with, I believe is, I don't know the young man, but mixed with, I guess it's uh, some type of Mexican or yeah, I think it said his mother is from Mexico, and I think his dad is from Romania or something like that. Romania, a country in Europe, not not straight from you know the USA, but yeah. So there are all things that are pluses and can make your rise of stardom a lot smoother than other artists. So definitely was surprised when I saw him on the Minions, but he's his. I think that that's uh, Lil Uzi's um, competition as of right now. I know it was XXX Tentacion at one point. He's passed away now. And, yeah, when you talk about that type of music, he is definitely, you know, a figure. 
don't know if that helped or gave any more clarity. I, I kind of repeated myself, but on the appeal part, but it's not that it's not that in, in depth when you talk about the appeal for Yeet because he has not really been on the scene for that long. It's either you like him or you don't like him. And if you like him, you're standing on not too much. So, you know, when you're talking about liking a, a up and coming Jay-Z, oh man, his style, what he says, the production, who he, who's associated with, you could go on and on about that before you've seen Jay-Z turn into, you know, this huge figure in today's age. But yeah, just a, a outlandish comparison. For sure. All right, fellas, really appreciate that. Uh, now we're going to move into uh, the last song that we thought was notable from the project for Lil Uzi Vert, and that is For Fun. Okay, and that was for fun from Lil Uzi Vert off his new project, Red and White. You know, <laughs> I hate to throw this in the mix, but uh, he has a track on the album. Um, what is the track called? Glock in my purse. And he says on this track, he is the best rapper in Philly or out of Philly, one or the other. I, I want to get your, your take on that as quickly as we can so we can move on to stream or no stream. Uh, let's start with Kev. <laughs> Little Uzi Vert saying that he is the best rapper out of Philly. He's supposed to say that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't really matter how good it doesn't it doesn't matter. He's supposed to say that. That's what every every rapper is supposed to say they're the best. It's not it's not saying that you know no one is not as good as you or more successful than you, but I mean if you go back to like the early stages of rap when DJs were battling at block parties and clubs, it was I'm better than you. You know, my crew is better than your crew. I mean, that's <laughs> right. I mean, this whole genre of music is based off of one person or one group saying they're better than somebody else and without, you know, it doesn't matter their level of success. So I don't have a problem with that. Matter of fact, I I give him credit for saying that because it's, the, it's, it's him kind of paying, um, paying respect to just the genre of rap as a whole because that's what, I mean, that's what it's pretty much based off of. It's not even bravado or braggadocious. It's the roots of rap music. So I don't have no problem with that at all. Right. And as long as he doesn't say like best lyricist or best, you know what I mean? Really specifics. If you just say I'm the best, what does best mean? Does it mean made the most money, the most popular, the most re relevant? Does it mean, because if it, if it's one of those, you could say, yeah, because who else you can compare him to? Beanie Siegel? 
Nobody talks about Beanie Siegel anymore. Who are you going to talk about? Meek Mill? Nobody talks about Meek Mill anymore. No offense to these guys, but at the moment, he might be the best. And did he say best of all time? Or did he say best or best out? Or And if he's talking about best at the current moment, maybe. Also, I didn't know Little Uzi Vert was from Philadelphia. That's a bit bizarre. <laughs> but sure. Also, I must comment, since we're talking about Glock in my purse, I literally screenshot the lyrics when I was listening to it. It says, I put a Glock in my purse. Yeah, purse. No, this is not a purse. Yeah. How in the F this a purse? How? Ain't no lip gloss in it. Whoa. Only lean and penicillin. Wow. Somebody get this man a freaking Pulitzer. <laughs> that sequence of words is unbelievable that he put this out, man. Unbelievable. Hey, you know, it is what it is. I, 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 of the songs on the project, the lyricism and uh, the level of lyricism on that particular, I, I appreciate you pointing out those few syllables <laughs> and words, but overall that, that track was straight garbage as far as uh, it was, it was, it was uh, Dr. Seuss rhyming as far as that's concerned for me. Oh, I was being sorry. I was being sarcastic. I wasn't. Yeah. I was being sarcastic because, uh, <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> Gotta help this old man out. Cause that, that track was, I was like, is this an, is this a song? This is terrible. Anyway, that, that's just my opinion. Uh, we're going to let, uh, uh, Malcolm give his two cents. Malcolm, your thoughts on little Uzi Vert saying he's the best rapper out of philly definitely don't think that's true he's not the best rapper in any state i don't think because he's not really a rapper he's i feel like he's just an artist and we can just put that artist title on what he produces but when you're talking about philadelphia rappers we have some you know we can't say that and I feel like he wasn't truly being honest because he understands that Philly wasn't where he got his most support. It was when he transitioned to Atlanta and, you know, tried to pop out, pop in that space. And it was successful. Right. In Philadelphia, you're known for usually doing, uh, what is it, the battle rapping? and Well, Cypher is a circle, but a battle rap is like one-on-one here. It's not Cyphers. Is that the same kind of concept? No, Cypher. Circle, but then Battle Rap is one-on-one. Yeah, they do those types of things in Philadelphia. And, you know, we have Meek Mill. I was thinking as soon as he, when as soon as this was brought up, Freeway Ricky. I mean, Freeway, what is it called? What's his name, Freeway? Yeah. Yeah, just Freeway. He was a phenomenal artist off the top of my head from Philadelphia. And from one project, I feel like could, you know, debunk the blues. He's the best you know, rapper from Philadelphia, that's, you know, far-fetched. So didn't give it too much. I mean, but you, you, you try some telling somebody that's 20 years old, that freeway is the best person to ever come out of Philly. If they're not from the Northeast, they're going to be like, who? When you make statements like that, you have to understand there are a lot of implications. You're not talking about the last 10 years or the last 20 years. You're talking about the 
the tenure of rap being a thing or a scene in Philadelphia. And it's been some time now that um, Philly has been around and having rappers originating or coming out of Philly becoming either known or mainstream. So when he does say that and, and make it public in a song, I feel like you do have to put some more you know, thought into there were people that were doing this before I was here, before my parents were here. And when you're talking about the 20-year-old audience, if they hear that statement and agree, they have to understand that you're not putting that much thought into it because he wasn't the only one and he wasn't, you know, the last rapper that came out of Philadelphia in the in the in the past 10 to 20 years. There have been dozens of or dozens, dozens, dozens of artists that have reached some type of success from Philly and that could say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think we're putting just a little bit too much thought into this throwaway lyric, but um, album, the song wasn't the greatest, and put it was the it was the hit of the album. I feel like, and it's tending to be more hits that are coming out are the less less effort is put into the song. He's he's putting the majority of the effort into the hook and making sure that's the most catchy part of it. But you know what? I don't. I don't. How can I word this? That's not the worst thing. I don't necessarily agree with it, but there's a lot of people that put all the focus on the verses and the hook is just, there is no hook or it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's nonsensical. So the hook going all the way back to like the beginning of music, you know, is what people are going to gravitate to the most, but you know. Yeah, I feel you fellas. I'm a little petty. So let me uh, get this off my chest real quick. Oh, gosh. He uh, here are some of the uh, rappers from Philadelphia that I'd like to say are better than him. We got Eve Cassidy, Black Thought, Benny Siegel, Tierra Whack, Schoolie D, Arab, Bahamadia, Steady B, Will Smith, Cool C, <laughs> Corrupt. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> you finished? Could you name could you name one person that's relevant today? That's relevant today on here? And don't say Will Smith because of the slap. <laughs> and No, I think that if you don't count if you don't count Black Thought as relevant, then you're you're not in hip hop. Yeah, I w- I was gonna say Black Thought, but again, is he relevant because of Jimmy Fallon or because of what he's putting out? Um, he he's he's relevant for his uh, his verse on Funk Flex that was not it's not even three years old yet. He's he's relevant because of one verse. Is that what you're telling me? He crushed, and plenty of young people will tell you. At least the ones I've talked to, he he woke up because a lot of young people listen to Funk Flex still. Yeah. Be wise. All we need is yes or no. Is he relevant because of one verse? Is that what you're trying to say on this show? He consistently is relevant based on his performances. Be, be wise. All we need is yes or no. Are you arguing that he is because you're not going to win this argument with him when he's when he's set? He's set. And, and, and I mean, but I I mean. Is he the best? Can, can anybody say he's the best rapper in Philly? No. Nobody on this panel can say that. But is it a problem him saying that? No, it's not a problem him saying that. Exactly. 
That's what it all boils down to. He said it. He's supposed to say it. What we just did, Joey Badass album, what last week? And he said he's top three in the game right now with uh, Kendrick and uh, uh, J. Cole. Right. And I believe he said top three lyricists as well. I believe he put that stamp on it too, which is like, mm, okay, maybe, but um, maybe not. Also, uh, I might, and again, we said best. We did, he didn't say best lyricist or best in the game. or But like I said, if, if you're talking about relevance, if you're talking about maybe even most money out of all those people you named, I might, without seeing how much you know their net worth or how much they revenued in a year, out of all those people you named, with the exception of Will Smith, Little Uzi might have more money than all of them. Like, for real, for real. Maybe Eve, maybe, because she did, like, the movies and stuff, too. But... Let him say his bar, man. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> and with that, we're going to move on very quickly to stream or no stream. I'll start it off. And for me, this is a no stream. I'll move on to Kev, your thoughts, stream or no stream on Little Uzi Verge Project, Red and White. Ooh, or Kev or, or, or me? I said Kev. Oh. Kev asleep at the wheel. I'll go ahead and go. Um, basically, uh, like I said before, you might find this surprising people out there in Radio Land or my co-host. I don't mind this record. It's I've talked about on this show how records overstay their welcome. That you know it's seventeen tracks when it should have been fifteen. It's fifteen tracks when it should have been twelve or thirteen. Put an intro in there. Put some skits. You know if you're gonna transition from you know, dark topics to lighter hearted topics or like uh, sad topics to happier topics, you know, give us a transition or, or something in there. But this one is nine songs. None of the songs are past three minutes. You know, they are a bit slower than I'd like, but they're not sleepy slow every time. They're like, they've got a little bit of movement to them. Like I said, I can imagine them in a club or at a festival, people jumping up and down. And uh, I let it play all the way through and it started playing all the way to maybe half through before I even noticed that it was like on the second go around of the album. So I will say it's an easy listen. Again, if you just put it on while you're doing something else and um, yeah, I'm going to say stream it. Why not? Go ahead. All right. I feel you on that. Let's see if we can get Kev back in here. Kev, your thoughts, stream or no stream on Lil Uzi verse project, red and white. Oh boy, I'm surprised I'm going to say this. I'm gonna say it's a stream. It, it it's a uh, it's a different take on I guess his last solo album, and it sounds a little. It even sounds a little bit different than from what he did with Future. Yeah, you know, I, I'm still thinking about Reaper's statement about you know him playing these songs, you know, outside at a concert and. And I can actually see, you know, the crowd really enjoying the music. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's a stream for me. I'm right here. You guys kind of just ran ran right over Malcolm's uh, stream or no stream. Oh, stream or no stream, Malcolm, on the Lil Uzi Verse project, red or white? No stream. I didn't like it. It wasn't. You know, his best work. And we're talking about these artists that are put on a pedestal, like in society or I guess today's society. 
we got to expect more. And this is, you know, we no expectations, no expectations. And he just put out a project. Was there a purpose of competing? Was, was he, who was he competing with himself? At this point, you're competing with yourself. And he's had better work in the past. So I don't give him the, you know, the stream for this one. All right. That's what's up. So, <laughs> uh, uh, that, that, uh, throws a monkey wrench in. And I know Reaper doesn't like to hear this one when I do it, but <laughs> with two streams and two no streams. All right. So that was our streamer no stream of our boy Lil Uzi Vert and his project Red or White. All right, now moving on to the flavor. And here we go. We're going to jump straight into it. And let me pull up who is first in the flavor for this. All right. And our first entry into the flavor is my pick. And here we go. Yeah, man. And that was Big Mad by Caitlin. And that was my choice. Let's jump into it with uh, Reaper. Your thoughts on my choice, Big Mad by Caitlin. Um, that's not a really a uh, stereotypical pick from B Wise. So, shouts to growth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't mind it. You know what I will say? I am really tired of the flow where people, yeah, yeah, I'm on the block, on the side, yeah, yeah. Or hers was a little bit faster. It was like, I'm on the block, yeah. We got the socks, yeah. And it's just like. Like, I'm not a big fan of people rhyming the same word with the same word. Like, if you could say anything, like, oh, I'm with my dogs. Yeah. We eat at McDonald's. Yeah. If you just rhyme the same word, like, that's, you know, I wish you would, like, stretch your words out or, like, insert another word. And it's just, like, even if you are doing, you know, Mother Goose, Dr. Seuss, ABC rhymes, it would be more complex than just rhyming yeah with yeah or glock with glock or sock with sock like come on man like put a little bit more effort into it but as far as like the way the song sounds the beat how upbeat it is or how quick it is at bpm i'm i'm completely okay with that tell me how to spell caitlin because i might actually want to pull this one up and uh see if people in the club are trying to hear that one all right, Caitlin is spelt K T L Y N. Oh, of course, the the stereotypical take the vowels out. Got it. All right. You know, between taking vowels out and adding dollar signs to everything, it's not 
not that it's not cool anymore, but it's just like it's losing a little bit of cool every time someone does it. I feel you on that. Let's move on to um, uh, Kev. Kev, your thoughts on my pick, Big Mad by Caitlin. Yeah, it, it is a surprise pick from you. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. It, it fits in with, I guess, to, you know, a lot of today's music. So I'm not sure if it's something they're playing on the radio. I don't think I've heard it, but I can see it playing on the radio and, and even in the club. So, you know, I can't, it's, I don't know. It's hard for me to vote against up-tempo music. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a yes for me. All right, that's what's up. Let's let uh, uh, Malcolm give his thoughts. Malcolm, your thoughts on my pick, Big Mad by Caitlin. Very catchy song. It's, you know, it's a hit for today's standards. So I'm not sure who the artist is or the background in regards to like who that is prior to just hearing this on the flavor, but they have a lot of room to grow and not sure if it'll be happening, but the uh, song that we just listened to was a hit. will be played in plenty of basketball games, sporting events concerts for you know fillers on the way up to the main 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 uh headliner so you know definitely got to give the props to um this young lady and it is a this is not a stream no stream but this is just a flavor but if it was stream or no stream it would get a stream all right that's what's up now moving on to our guest malcolm's pick and here we go Walking the spot is just me and my bitch and my child. Move hot, get shy, go down spot. Huh, go get them, huh, get rid of them. Bullets too fast, can't dodge, they hitting them. I don't got time for these hoes, they be acting like babies. I ain't babysitting them. I told Lisa to pass my Nina. Diamonds water, my neck, I got Fina. Fuck that bitch, I don't need that bitch. She thought I was dumb, I ain't see this shit. She want me to shoot up the club. I hit her one night to pull up, she a dog. I know why they mad, I know why they hate. Cause Smokey Margiela, he do what he want. No level truck with the trunk in the front. I was talking hot and I still ain't getting touched. I told her to take it one step at a time. She moving too fast, it's like she trying to lie me. I to turn around here from behind. They know I don't play the Margiela Bonnie. She get kicked out of the spot. Move to walk now, you sleeping alive. Yeah, man. And that was Smokey Margelli and his song, Bronx Baby. All right, I'm going to jump in real quick and give my two cents and just say that, you know, uh, you know, these new artists, you know, I, I, the content is, is, is what it is. All I can say is. Compared to all the sleepy stuff that's out there, I, I'll give this a, a, a go just for the fact that the the, the tempo is at a, a at a speed that will keep me awake. Uh, I, I think this would fall under um, grime, New York grime, I guess, uh, Reaper. Uh, and Reaper, give your thoughts on Malcolm's pick, Smokey Margelli and Bronx Baby. Yeah, it's drill, New York drill. Grime is UK exclusive. And... Uh... Typically, because a lot of drill is is between, I mean, sometimes they double time it at, at 140, but it's not proper 140 because that's like drum and bass, you know, so it's more like 70. But um, most drill tracks are between 70 and 75. Grime is usually a bit faster. It's like proper 130, 135. But um, yeah, I really like drill and this beat, the 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 808 slides on it sound really good, but they're an octave too low. Like I, I, 
I think if you were in the car, you know, you got some 12s in the trunk or something, you got your, your Beats headphones. I'm going to pull this up after we uh, get done with the show. This beat probably sounds nuts on some really good headphones, but I think the bass is just a little bit too low. It sounds muddy. Just listen it on, listening to it on regular headphones or just like listening to it on the radio. So I don't know if that's a good choice if you're trying to get radio play, but I like how the song sounds. I think I'm okay with that. Back in the day, I remember Big Crit tried that. He actually released two songs called My Sub, and it was literally just for people like trunk music. And I remember listening to it on like, you know, just the earbuds that came with the the iPod or with the iPhone, and you literally can't hear any bass. The whole song sounds like it has no bass. But when you put it on like some real speakers, it it destroys them. It sounds really, really heavy. So yeah, I don't mind the song though, sure. That's what's up. Appreciate that. Kev, your thoughts on Malcolm's pick, Bronx Baby by Smokey Majilli. I mean, it's a yes for me. I do feel like it's something missing and, and I can't put my finger on what it is. And it, and it might be, yeah, it, it could be the, the, the beat or the way they rhyme, but it's just, you know, overall I'm, I'm saying yes, but it's just one little thing. I'm probably being petty about it, but yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'll listen to it again. It's, it's it, who's artist again. Smokey Margelli. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. All right. That's what's up. Uh, Malcolm, your reasons for choosing Smokey Margelli's song, Bronx Baby. It's hold on really quick. Yeah. Maybe Malcolm knows the pronunciation because it's it's a really bizarre spelling. Is it Smokey or is it Smokey? Because it's S-M-O-O. Smokey Margella. He, he said so. it. In, he said it in the song. OK, so it's just Margella like the brand. Yeah, like the Margella brand makes Margella, but like. Both of the the first and last name or whatever it is, the naming is, you know, has been audited, adjusted for the likeness of the, the artist. But I picked the song because it was catchy. It was a, you know, upbeat song. I like the production. Like you said, uh, emphasis on the, the, the sound of the 808s now compared to in a vehicle at a, uh, in a concert type space or stage arena space or even in the house the the speakers are you know the real determining factor when you talk about how the sound of the song goes it would sound a lot better if it was in the car or a larger speaker possible bluetooth speaker subwoof or whatever so um that's another plus for me when i was thinking about hearing this song more than once um so wanted to just put a new artist that you all haven't heard of out there on the flavor, something that sounded, you know, similar to what we're hearing today, but you know, something you all haven't heard of before. So. All right. That's what's up. Really appreciate that. Uh, Malcolm, let's move on to our next song for the flavor. And that is from our man Reaper and let's get it. Nigga, yeah. Can't stop. Won't stop. Never stop. Can't stop, won't stop, never. Can't stop, won't stop, bad boy. Always upgrading from my last or I don't fuck my Rishikisha and Joy. And I ain't tripping if you give me any joy. I was locked 23 and one. Now I bought like 23 and one. Sniper game, I'm always playing manhunt. 
I'm the one who kept the fool and what? Still so got the fire in my eyes, but I changed though. Suck my dick, bitch, I'm too rich to drive a range, bro. Well, I hate the baby, I remember stealing mangoes. How my side, bitch, fuck better than my main hoe. How my side, bitch, fuck better than my main bitch. Every nigga say smoke to get his language. I just talk that Guapanese, that's my language. I just put some Cartier's on my main bitch. I just put some Valentino on my main hoe. Yeah, man. And that was Can't Stop, Won't Stop by King Combs. And that was Reaper's pick. I'm going to let Malcolm give his two cents. Malcolm, your thoughts on Can't Stop, Won't Stop by King Combs. It was a, you know, very catchy song. Love the addition with Kodak on there. Don't think too, not like I don't think highly of the young man. uh, What is his name? Sean, Sean Combson? Yeah, King Comb. King Comb. But um, he's not really a rapper. I don't know what he really does. He's just there. And yeah, this is a good song. I'm happy he was able to come out with something. And hopefully, you know, he loves what he's doing. Um, would I listen to this again? Yeah, if it was playing where I was. I wouldn't go and try to play this in the car while I'm driving or on a playlist, add it to my playlist. So... Um, other than that, yeah, very quality song. I like to to give back um, to the old bad boy days. So, yeah, man, that's what's up. So let's uh, check in with um, Kev. Kev, your thoughts on Reaper's pick? King Combs can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I saw the title some time ago, but I, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to listen to it. And you know, it, it, I'm surprised. You know, it, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but you know, I, I'm happy to see that you know the young man is kind of paying respects to his dad, but also just a, a, a hit from you know what the '90s. Gosh, it's a long time ago. So I can appreciate that. Um, it's not a bad song. It's it's upbeat, so you know I, I'm a, I'm always gonna say you know yes most of the time to upbeat songs. I mean I see what he does next, but you know outside of that, you know it's a yes for me. And now I gotta go listen to it now. <laughs> uh, I wish I would already listen to it, but you know it makes me want to go listen to it now. Yeah, man, that's what's up. <laughs> Again, for me, you know, definitely always want to uh, give props to those who show homage to the golden era of hip hop. So, and, you know, showing shine, giving, you know, giving his father flowers that, that matters a lot too. And, you know, I wish the young man as much uh, success as he can uh, muster Uh, with that old word. I'm going to move on to Reaper. uh, Your thoughts on choosing (laughs) King Combs can't stop. Won't stop. Yeah. Like Malcolm said, uh, unfortunately King Combs isn't, the best rapper you know it's not you know much he's saying on the song um he kind of gets he kind of gets outshined by kodak uh throughout and even kodak gets on first it's almost like kodak featuring king combs but um yeah no one name dropped little kim and this is little kim's song you know more so than puff or bad boy but yeah so shouts to little kim taking uh the original line is taking hits from the AAs. Make it driving so crazy. But now it's like hits from the 90s. So it doesn't really rhyme the same way. But yeah, shouts to this is what hip hop is. You know, it's 
a sample from a previous song that was a hit. You know, it's got some. Anyway, uh, it's got a sample in there from another song that was a hit. It's got some snaps. I mean, not some snaps, some claps rather. Some build up to a uh, to when the beat drops. It's got some heavy eight oh eight. It's got some decent rhymes in there. You know, it's I like how the rhymes are made for you to be able to to possibly chant along. And then right when the beat drops, you know, that's when it switches up or whatever. So some decent lyricism, a semi catchy hook, a sample. It's you know, and again, a lot of uh, or not a lot of people. Russell Simmons specifically said. There's nothing better in hip hop when it's just a drum beat, just drums and snares and nothing else. And that's almost what this is. So it's it's got a lot of things working for it. I I'm not mad at this song. Yeah, man, that's what's up. So uh let's keep it moving. And the next song is from our man Kev. Here we go. Let's rap. Remy. My. No lie, it's only like five females in the game that can really rap. Got followers and fame in the name, so they thinking that. They can now be listed with the spitters. Bitch, imagine that. Ain't talking about your lace front when I say your shit is really whack. They know what's gonna happen to the ass if Remy on the track. And no, I ain't trying to be catty. They know they really lack you assed out without your ass out. And that's really facts. But if I say it, I'm a hater. I hear the chitter chat. They know that my pen is crazy, but they don't want to give me that. Every time I spit some shit, they saying that it's really pap. Claim I can't make a song, but actually that's really cap. Had them conceited all the way up and leaning back. I know they be popping shit. She only hot when Rimmer crack. In my presence, they be on my dick like little Jimmy hats. Acting like I ain't the reason these bitches can't even rap. I'm also the reason y'all know these bitches can't even rap. Try to spread a rumor that I'm ugly, bitch. I'm pretty black. Then try to line, paint an image that I'm really fat. Ho, whenever I want, I can throw strap. Only thing fat is these pockets and this motherfucking kitty cat. Y'all be on some she hit me, so I'ma hit her back. I be on some she hit me, so now she getting clapped. Birds of a feather flock together. Y'all be in the pack and do anything for the cheese. Yeah, you been a rat. I rap when I wanna. I stopped to have my daughter was flying. All right, man. And that was Remy Rap from DJ Premier. And that was featuring Remy Ma and Rhapsody. I'm going to give my two cents first and get out the way and just say that, man, <laughs> you know, it's always good for me to hear some rapping, rapping. And Remy Ma is one of the best to do it. And, uh, you know, Rhapsody is one of my favorites, always will be. Uh, she just talented. Her, her 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 game is just heads and tails above all these other people that's out here. She really spitting like that. So, you know, Premier's pr- production is always going to be solid. I, I thought that this uh, track could have been a teeny bit faster. Uh, you know, it's definitely not something I'm going to play in the club or anything like that or at, a, at, a, at an event that I'm doing. But uh it's good to listen to it from time to time. I've listened to this premiere uh, project probably two times, maybe three. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's some good stuff on there and it doesn't, there's nothing on that project that you don't want to, you just want to skip over. So this is one that I, I, I think is uh, special because of the lyricism. All right. So let's check in with uh, Reaper, your thoughts on Kev's pick Remy rap by DJ premier featuring Remy Ma and Rhapsody. Yeah, one of my homeboys from New Zealand has been foaming at the mouth talking about this album and this song uh, specifically. So I heard it like right when it came out. And um, I do appreciate the lyricism. There's some really slick lines on there about how the other female MCs can't rap and people saying she was fat. 
but nothing's fat but this kitty cat. <laughs> like, all right, all right, we hear you. But um, the beat is lacking, man. I, I might say that, and it hurts me to say this because Prem is my guy, but the beat is boring. Like, it's boring. Like, it sounds like, it sounds like maybe he was in the in the session and Remy Ma was there and he was like about to add some more stuff to it and she was just like, no, nah, no, nah, just man, hit, cut it off, Prem. I'm about to I'm about to open up the booth. I'm about to get on this right now. And he was just like, all right, you know, like it sounds like, you know, this was a five step process. Like this is step two or something. And she was just like, no, nah, I don't even need nothing else. Just just drop the beat. <laughs> All right, appreciate that, Reaper. Uh, let's uh, check in with uh, Malcolm. Your thoughts on Kev's pick, Remy Rap, featuring Remy Ma and Rhapsody. This is a great song. I'm piggybacking off of what Reaper said about the production. It was not the greatest beat. I did not, you know, continue to tune in or listen to this because of the beat. It was trying to hear what new clever bars could be stated. You know, rap. And Ma, as usual, is able to do what she's been doing. You know, clever and quality, quality bars throughout. So this is definitely, you know, a quality song. I, I would listen to it again. All right, that's what's up. Let's let uh, Kev anchor this one. Kev, your reasonings for choosing Remy Rap from DJ Premier's project featuring Remy Ma and Rhapsody. It's just, you know, this is a, uh, I think it's a hard song to me. You know, Remy is known to have that hard style and, you know, Rhapsody is not that far behind her. So two females that, you know, just, just come with it and just rap. And even, even, you know, even, you know, the beat is, is so, so, but, you know, for them still to, even just you know, just rap as hard as they did over a so-so beat is is impressive to me. So, you know, I enjoyed it. So that's why I picked it. All right, that's what's up, and that was the flavor. All right, Reaper, take us out. All right, man, that was another episode of the Mixer Rap Podcast. Uh, we had our special guest. Malcolm back on this episode. Uh, so shouts to Malcolm. Uh, we'll get a double applause at the end before we sign off. Uh, appreciate you for coming on this week. Um, as always, you can find us every week here on the Mixer Rap Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, Downcast, all of that stuff. Make sure you give us a like, subscribe, tell a friend and tell a friend. Kev, uh, let them know the social media plugs. Yeah, uh, you you can hit us up on our Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. That's Mix Era Rap P O D, and our Twitter account at Mix Era Rap. You know, we active. Just hit us up. You know, let us know if you what you like, you don't like questions or anything, or even you know suggestion of topics. Reaper, you know, let them know your socials. As always, at the three one three kid T H E three one three K I D Instagram Twitter. WeChat, Mixcloud for those DJ mixes. And uh, with that being said, uh, uh, B-Wise keeps talking about this live show. We're going to see. We're going to see because, you know, there's a couple of different time zones on this show that we're trying to figure out. But we're going to see. Let's possibly see about seeing. B-Wise, take us up, take us up out of here, man. <laughs> 
All right, man. Again, tentatively, we're going for August the 19th. Reaper will let us know if that's going to be doable in the next few days or so. And we'll get to you guys within a, a reasonable amount of time and let you know if that's going to be the date or not. And then again, like Reaper said, another applause for our guest, Malcolm. Thank you all for listening. God bless. Peace.